InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Sports participation has been a tradition for American kids for over a century. But COVID-19 worries and other factors have slashed the number of participants, impacting kids' health and fitness. With the story, here's InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Not enough children are active in organized sports, and kids' access to physical fitness programs has dropped dramatically during the pandemic. That's the word from Dr. Daniel O'Neill. He authored the recent book, Survival of the Fit, How Physical Education Ensures Academic Achievement and a Healthy Life. And he joins us now. Doctor, that's a pretty big promise. How does PE ensure academic achievement? Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? This is incredible low-hanging fruit. All we have to do is get our kids more active and they're going to get smarter because we know there's a direct connection, what I call the body-mind connection. If we get our bodies moving, we're going to get our minds moving. And then when those kids go from physical education class back into the classroom or go from the ball field back into the classroom or go from playing outside after school and back home to do some homework, their brains are ready to go and ready to absorb information. And it really is that simple. And this is a big deal, isn't it? What physical ailments could a child suffer by exercising less and sitting more? This is a huge deal, Gina. When I was a kid, the big deal was smoking. I was just watching some old movies from 1955 or so, and everybody was smoking cigarettes. And the big risk was we used to, of course, steal our parents' cigarettes and smoke. But we were going to get sick with smoking you know, when we're 60, when we're 70 years old. Our children today are sick now. They have diabetes and high blood pressure and depression and anxiety and all these issues and diseases that we used to consider adult problems. A study by the University of Southern California says about a half to two-thirds of parents say their kids between the ages of 5 and 13 exercised either somewhat or much less during the height of the pandemic. Long-term, though, doctor, is the real danger here that kids might make it a habit not to exercise? Absolutely. And the real danger is, is that the kids who weren't exercising before the pandemic and have joined that club are becoming addicted. And I use that word very deliberately. They're becoming addicted to the TV. They're becoming addicted to the video games, to their iPhones. And this addiction, as with any addiction, is almost impossible to break without extreme measures. Add to that the ultra-processed foods that the kids are consuming, and we have a situation that we just can't come back from in a generation. There's a Los Angeles Times article suggesting the pandemic may have accelerated a trend in which many kids have lost interest in playing organized sports. Do we know why? Well, we know that kids are not fit enough to do organized sports. Sports are not to give you fitness. Sports are what you do when you have fitness. And these kids, our children today, have this obesity rate that's off the charts. Not only are they not fit enough to do organized sports, they're not going to be the STEM geniuses that we all want them to be in school. The science, technology, engineering, mathematics. 
There is no STEM without fitness. There's no sports without fitness. We need to start with the basics, and all of our children should be fit. They should be graduating from high school with a basic level of fitness. What about these community sports programs? Can parents do anything to prevent them from closing at the time of the pandemic now? Yeah, I mean, they can make sure that that doesn't end just as they have to make sure that the kids are getting physical education. And I want to start a physical education revolution and to make sure that every child, every day, every year of school has a PE class. And this way, if they're getting their heart rates up for 45 minutes every day, that's 180 days a year. And now we're addicting them to movement, fun, activity. And we're taking Silicon Valley on in its own game. And we're the ones that are addicting. We're going to addict these children to Mother Nature, which is what they're programmed to be anyway. We're visiting with Dr. Daniel O'Neill, author of Survival of the Fit, How Physical Education Ensures Academic Achievement and a Healthy Life. Doctor, in your book, you've talked about rebranding physical education, making it available, as you said, to all children, but with no increase in the school budget. How would that work? That works exactly the way what you were alluding to before. The communities have to take over the sports. Right now, a lot of our school budgets are being put into sports, into travel teams for sports. And that's only having 20 or 30 percent of the kids involved with that. And that's just not enough. So we have to make sure that the community has the sports programs and our schools are interested in making sure that 100 percent of the children are healthy. And that's where the money comes from. Because right now, the budgets for some of these sports are astronomical. But again, that should be community resources, not school resources. And that could be a tough sell, what you're saying, doctor, couldn't it? Because I've noticed that in recent years, some districts are building schools without gymnasiums at all. Do enough officials care about this? It's an incredible tough sell, Gina, and that's why we're introducing legislature in my state and we're trying to get this in other states. It's an incredibly tough sell, but that's what we have to do because the money is there. Right now, we're spending literally billions of dollars with a B on health care for unhealthy kids. And like I said, this is low-hanging fruit. The physical education budgets in most schools are in the low thousands. And if we start putting some money in there and making sure these kids get that physical education and then we start supporting our community sports programs, now we're going to save the money on the other end. We're going to save the money in the hospital and we're going to save the money in the emergency rooms and everywhere else because the kids are not going to be sick. They're going to be healthy. I want to pick up on something you said before about getting into nature because sports clubs and such are very structured. But what about unstructured play? Are kids shying away from that? And is that an avenue that we can steer them toward? Absolutely. And that's really where the parents have to come in. Parents have to kick the children outside every day and let them play the way we used to everywhere in the United States. It wasn't just a rural or suburban or an urban thing. All kids played outside. That's what kids do. Kids know how to play. But we've taken that away from them, just like we've taken so many other things away from children. And we've replaced it with these horrible video games and other things that the kids enjoy and they're super addictive, but they're not healthy. But if we let Mother Nature get a foothold on these children, no child is going to go down 
a ski hill or go surfing or go for a swim or jump into the water on a summer day and say, I'd rather be inside, you know, on the video game. We just have to make that available. But if the schools can start the ball rolling, then we can send the kids home with their summer vacation plans of we want you to play outside every day and build forts and ride bikes and do all the stuff that kids are supposed to do. But first, doctor, they have to get outside. So how do parents get their kids to put the phones down? That's where the community comes in also. If we have bicycle paths, if we have parks and we have places for the kids to go, and that's one of the bigger problems, of course, in lower socioeconomic communities, the kids have to have a place to go. But you also bring up the point, the parents have to start being parents and they have to start being the adults. And I know it's hard. And I know if a child is addicted, it's really, really hard. That means we have to go after the two-year-olds, the four-year-olds, the six-year-olds, because right around the age of seven, that's when we're seeing that big break where the kids are really identifying either as athletes and a kid that's playing outside or a non-athlete. That's happening at the age of seven. So we really have to influence these kids in those early grades. All interesting stuff. Dr. Daniel O'Neill, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure, Gina, and survivalofthefit.net has lots of great information. And please join the revolution. This is incredibly important. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.